0: Sao, dar una buena acogida a Yollywood. <laughs> okay. This week we're taking a look at u- E2. To... No, isn't it u, u- No, it's E. E. E2 mama tambien. Yes. Listen, I'm the Spanish speaker here. Okay? Oh, okay. All right.
1: And <laughs> <In> the Russian <laughs> speaker. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I speak English.
0: Dobre, dobro. Yeah. Um, Sao, I think this might be the sexiest movie that we've ever watched together. Is that... Would you say that that's accurate?
1: I think this is the only one that was sexual in any way that we watched together. True, true. Yeah, Rango a little bit. <laughs> a little. That lizard was work. giving me
0: <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what, what were your initial thoughts?
1: Um. Okay. So you know, I'm not really big into coming of age movies. Well, neither am I, really. But this film, I felt like was more than that. Like it wasn't just like. Hey, we're young and and we want to live more. Like I felt like their their reasoning for why they're taking this trip is more like, oh, you know, we like this girl, or we think this girl's hot, or whatever.
0: A lot of the attraction to coming of age films, I guess, if you're thinking like psychologically mm-hmm. and like in a film studies way, right? Uh, a lot of attraction to coming of age stories is to give us a reason to appreciate uh, or value. Growing up, you know, like maybe we gave up this part of being a child, but it was worth it to grow up because we learned this lesson. But here I really think that uh, Quran focuses on like, you know, maybe not growing up was better. You know what I'm saying? Really? Because the, ending, the, the ending was very melancholy. Well,
1: you know, on reflection, because we watched this a couple of days ago now, yeah, which is right. the first time we've done this. Right? We usually <laughs> record right afterwards and we missed like a million things to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, the thing that I caught on to very quickly was that um, she kept talking about, well, don't you want to live forever? Don't you want to live forever? And obviously at the end of the film, you you realize why she's always talking like that, which right, you, I didn't exactly. catch like immediately after the film. It, yeah. And then it kind of took some reflection to be like, oh, okay, that's what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Kirone a lot. You know this. You know yeah. I love Ciarán. He's very charming. Part of
0: 3, I know. Is your- uh, uh,
1: well, not just that, but Children <laughs> of Men, which you haven't no, seen. No, I've never seen it. Well, let me tell you the ending right now. No. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that movie a, a, a lot. Not as much as I know people say it's, it's a 10 out of 10 for a lot of people i don't know about that it's not Mm -hmm. that perfect but i enjoy the concept and i enjoy the execution and the way it's shot Mm it's great like it's sort of documentary style but not not like shaky cams or you know like
0: in your face kind of yeah not like the office you know right yeah (laughs) like
1: it's it's like it's more like you're it's like you're watching something actually happen Mm -hmm. which i think is interesting but yeah i i like curone to me is one of the great filmmakers Working today Like he's There's no doubt about it mm-hmm. He's up there I gotcha um, And I love I love When he talks about film He's like It's not like He's condescending about it Like he's not like mm, Yes and I know more, so much more <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, That's his accent That's his accent when he No he, he, No I, I just can't <laughs> do his, his Mexican accent But 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 what I'm saying is like There's the directors That I'm like Dude you're so full of yourself Like when you're an, Analyzing films that's yeah. like, But with him It's like he likes to explain it, but he does it in a way that's like, wow, isn't this cool? Like it's not like Right. It's not like like it's kinda like Del Toro. Del Toro yeah. Who's part of the, the you know, his friend group, which I yes. think is interesting that they're like that. I haven't really watched too many uh Ignorito, uh interviews. Right. So I don't know if, if he's like that too, but it, I'm assuming he's, he feels he's like he'd be part of the game. Yeah, he well he is. Yeah. But I wonder if he's if he talks about film like that. Gotcha. Because Del Toro and Kirone C- are always like you know, they, they they're they, just like so excited about they, and they know so movies. much, too. Yeah. Like they they've they can talk the talk and walk the walk.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you think that um, Louisa found like so attractive in these boys? Because uh, they're uh, really annoying, don't you think? I don't exactly know. I think they're annoying and obnoxious on purpose, kind of like as in the writing on purpose. Yeah, like I think they're supposed to be immature. Right. I, I think, think... that's. That's part of the appeal, though, I think, to her is that, like, look how reckless that these boys are, you know? And look how reckless they can afford to be. Do you think there's a motherly aspect to it? I think so. Like a maternal aspect to it? Yeah, which brings a kind of weird tone to it because it is so sexual. Yeah, it is. It is. But I I don't know. Like,
1: first off, I think Diego Luna and Gil Garcia Bernal are both fantastic actors. I can't believe you
0: even knew who they were before... The movie star. Oh yes,
1: I'm very versed in my in my Mexican actors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like them,
1: Salma Hayek. Uh, uh, what, what's her name? Isaac Gonzalez, maybe. <laughs> Selena Gomez.
0: Half. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, I know all of them. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, Danny Trejo. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I recognize them just because they look the same. Like even today, like. Yes, Diego Luna has, like, a beard and long hair now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, he's grown up into a man. But, like, he still has that same face. Like, I can totally tell it's him.
0: Yeah. Did you like the relationship? I do. And I think that I love how, over time, we get to see that they're a lot closer to each other than either of them wants to let on. You know what I'm saying? Are you talking about... The ending? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that yet. But I'm saying that as we build up toward that moment, you know, there, there are parts, like, in the narration, it says, like... Um, Julio won't tell, uh, what's his name? Toche?
1: Tonech, I thought.
0: Uh, Oh, Toche.
1: Something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Julio won't tell Mr. T, you know, like, um, that he does this or this or this, but they don't need to know that about each other. Like the flush in the toilet? Yeah, right. Right. Because they, they, they're closer to each other and they care about each other more than they'll let on. Okay, I have a weird question
1: about this. Yeah. And this has to do with, I think, Criterion films and like a lot of artsy films in general. They always have smoking. What is this? Why is that?
0: Well, you know, I think is it because smoking looks cinematically cool? I don't think that's the case here. I think that maybe in Mexico in the 90s, smoking was just more of a thing. You know what I mean? But you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like in, in French films,
1: it, it d- doesn't 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 Gwyneth Paltrow smoke in the Royal Tether Bombs, too. But that's what I'm talking about. Things like that.
0: But Wes Anderson pulls so much from the French New Wave, you know. So like maybe that's where that yeah, inspiration you're, you're comes. You're right. From. But
1: there's a lot of smoking in European films too.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I don't know why. Like, I don't mind it. I think it I think it's become like this romantic. I think I mind it when it
1: it it happens too much. Like it's like in every one of these like critically acclaimed, like independently financed films, it's always like, oh smoking, like I think part of it is something like, you know how Brad Pitt is always eating? Yeah. You know why that is? Why? It's because he, he feels awkward about his hands. Like, he doesn't know where to put them when he's acting. Oh, you so think it might be that? No, he said that in interviews. No, no, no. I mean, with the smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's, it's kind of like it gives your hands something to do. I never thought about that. It is awkward. To t- like, what do you do with your hands?
0: And it does make things more like you, you're looking at the cigarette and the smoke swirls, too. Yeah. And- no, but also,
1: Brad Pitt looks really good at eating.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, the way he eats is so different. Like, he... Have you noticed the way
1: he eats is like, he eats with his thumb. Like he puts, he pushes food yeah. in with his thumb. Isn't that weird? Brad Pitt looks good. He's 56.
0: Damn. Isn't that crazy? That's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Speaking of, Sal, do you relate to these boys? No. Mmm, I feel like I do a little bit. What do, you, what do you mean by relate to these boys? Like, do you feel that angst and urgency? To go
1: on a relationship with a random, or go on a road trip with a r- random girl?
0: Maybe just like I have a a road trip urge. Yeah, like I have like
1: this itch of like we should just go on a road trip. Like I've been telling you for a while, we should go on a road trip, like just like even location scouting or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. just go to like the east coast of Georgia and just look around and see what we could find and or whatever. And like come back in like a day. Like Mm -hmm. that's like we don't have to like go across the country or anything. But when it comes to like like their kind of like Hakuna Matata, you know no worry road trip i don't really have that urge of like just let everything go and just right.
0: you know like just eat and and like i don't know but to maybe me, that's because we have a more comfy well never mind because he's like part of the rich, mexican bourgeois yeah you know, i know so. no i think the, the reason is because we have more of a passion than it Tenoch
1: and julio do like they don't really have any goals in life
0: yeah from what we yeah. see
1: like he says i want to be a writer we know tons of people that say they want to be writers and then right, they don't like,
0: write. Right. For a lot of people, that's like, I don't really want to do anything. It's a vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But but, but for us, we are actually we are actually willing to work on things. At least more than they are. Well, we work harder than I think a lot of people our age.
0: Maybe, yeah. You don't think so? I think that maybe so We sometimes- know people that haven't gotten jobs that are at this point. That's true. No sub-tweeting, though. No subtweeting tweeting <laughs> on the Hollywood puck. <laughs> <laughs> I just subtweet tweet anybody. I'm just... State and facts. Listen, how do you think that this compares to Roma? Because I felt like it was really similar. I mean, those are the only two like Spanish films I've seen from him, <laughs> so I'm going to compare them. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: I know what you're saying. Well, Gravity.
0: But but that like Gravity is Spanish. I mean, like, uh, like if you watch it in Spanish, like, like, shut up. like based like <laughs> base in like Latin. Toy American Story Fulsion.
1: Three when Buzz starts speaking Spanish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very they're very similar in how they like kind of. How the politics of the country kind of bleeds into the I story.
1: see the influence
0: yeah. of himself. <laughs> I, I like you know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> like himself, like yeah. he's kind of practiced this, so he's kind of nailed it by Roma right. type of thing. Um I don't know if I prefer one over the other. I think there's an appreciation that I'm lacking. Because and I'm not, not saying from that from there. Yes, that too, but also because I feel like the subtitles don't do a good job of what they're saying. I've felt that before too. And the inflection. Yeah, Like, no. I, f- I never felt that with, like, City of God, for example. Like, I always felt like, I get it. Like, I got the emotion.
0: And that's interesting because that's another film where the dialogue moves really quickly. Because it moves really quickly in Itumama Tambien.
1: Really? I thought it kind of drives off. It
0: overlaps. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it overlaps and they respond to each other very quickly. And it's looser. It sounds like a little bit of it is improvised. I think that part of that is what makes the subtitle so, like, inaccurate, feeling at sometimes you know uh, i don't know i like roma i like the movie i'm a believer in you can think a movie is great
1: but you don't have to really like oh i loved like i liked it a lot or whatever right. like i like from me a film like that is roma like it's an easy you know nine out of ten type of film but right. i just i didn't really think about it after i was done with the film like mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was on my mind for days and whatever because i just didn't understand what was happening Like, I know it was a student revolution and and they killed the government, killed a bunch of like students or whatever. And I I know about that. But like our our good Venezuelan friend, Sam, was saying that in Latin America, there's a lot of like a lot of indigenous people worked for European descendants in these rich households. And like it's kind of like no one even thinks about it. And, And Sam was saying that that emotionally resonates with him. We're missing that because we didn't grow
0: up with anything even similar to that, you know? Karan's description of this movie right, was it's about like two teenage boys mm-hmm. who are growing up and finding their identity and coming of age okay, in a country that is also in its teenage years wow. growing up wow. and finding its own identity. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, and... I think if we rewatched it with that in mind, even if we didn't know much about the culture, we might appreciate those points, like where the narration veers off, right. or where
1: we like sequences. I really like the, the, the fishermen. Yeah. Oh my god. That like it's such a small moment, but that was heartbreaking. I loved the narration. At first I didn't like it because it just cuts the audio and it's so like jarring.
0: I the first couple of times I thought, is something wrong with this disc? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I like uh, but I liked that the way that did it. I, I don't I wish that maybe the audio didn't just completely cut off.
0: But maybe the point was to completely interrupt this like personal story and say listen look at what's happening actually you know that was that was
1: not any of the characters it's just a narrator i don't know if he knew that
0: well that's cool i i I like that because it's more detached from their personal little story you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah
1: i i yeah well i was gonna ask you brett yeah how did kieran go from this film to harry potter okay i know
0: the answer a little bit Oh, I do too. Okay, which, what, how much do you know? So basically, before he made this film. Right. Because Harry Potter did come directly after this. Yes. But before he made E2 Mama Tom again, uh-huh. he had done a successful film adaptation of a children's book, and on top of that, he did a modern film adaptation of a Charles Dickens story. Mm-hmm. So I think that those two movies are what got him on board with Harry Potter 3.
1: I have... This is kind of a rumor. Oh, it's yeah? kind of one of those like... This isn't exactly what happened, but some variation of this happened. Okay. So Chris Columbus signed on to do Harry Potter. And the idea was that he was going to do all the films. like J.K. Rowling was writing the books, and as the books were coming along, he was working on the films. Gotcha. And by the second one, after he was done, he kind of realized, wait a minute. This is what I have to do for the next 10 years. I'm going to miss my kids growing up. I can't do this anymore. And so David Heyman's the producer, which, by the way, he's up for two Oscars the day that we're recording this right now. He's up for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Mirror oh, wow. story. He produced both of them. Oh, wow. And I, what I've heard is Guillermo del Toro was in talks to direct Harry Potter 3 at the time, because I think he just did Blade 2, or he was doing Blade 2. Gotcha. And I think Guillermo del Toro didn't really want to do it, and he recommended Cu- Cuaron do it, and I think that's how Cuaron got on. And I think that the studio had said, We'll we'll do your next project. We'll produce your next project if you were to do Harry Potter. And he did Harry Potter, ended up liking it, wanted to do Harry Potter four, was stuck editing Harry Potter three, so then they went with Paul. Deanie. <laughs> no, somebody else. I don't remember I don't remember the name did of it. Did they the... end up producing his next film? I think I think not David Heyman, but I think the studio did. Wow. Like Warner Brothers did. I what think, was it? It wasn't. I Gravity. think it was Children of Men.
0: Oh no I think way. it was.
1: I think I'm pretty sure it was. I could be wrong about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but David Heyman and Corone collaborated later on, twenty thirteen, with Gravity. With Gravity. Wow! And he was up for Best Picture. David Heyman was, and Corone was. I think did he win Best Director? I think he did. Wow, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I think I think he did. Hmm. So yeah, pretty interesting timeline. Yeah, very. Little I right. like I like hearing those type of timelines. And Harry Potter three changed Harry Potter hmm Because it redefined the tone and everything. Yeah. So yeah. I, and I and I enjoyed his vision for it.
0: Did you like Lubeski's cinematography? Y- yes, but not as much as you. Not as much as me. Well, you really like it, don't you? I really did. I think that we've talked about this before. I know you really like him. I'm not saying I
1: don't like him, but I'm saying like you're a fan fan. Like <laughs> you're a, you're a hardcore fan. I'm like, oh that
0: was good, but I'm not like you know, like, like bowing down. Yeah. <laughs> well we've talked before about like the revenant long shots are overrated
1: you know what yes I mean?
0: just because a, a shot is long does not mean like wow this movie is incredible i think scorsese
1: i could be wrong here too
0: okay. I, i'm doing
1: this off the top of my head i don't have any notes written down <laughs> yeah. but scorsese said that you can only do these long takes if you're building up to some sort of reward for the audience for paying attention
0: gotcha
1: because if you just do them your audience is going to feel like, okay, he's just doing this for the sake of doing it. And there's no like, there's nothing f- for me to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what, I, that's kind of the philosophy that I've taken for those. Like you have to have something at the end to be like, that's why he did that, you know? And I feel like 1917.
0: Yeah. You feel like it did that? Uh, I didn't feel that at all. I, okay. If, if it didn't have that and it was just a war movie, would you really think twice about it? I wouldn't think twice if there were cuts. But I think that the fact that there were none really made us... Pay there attention. were cuts. I know there were cuts, but I'm saying it's presented <laughs> as one shot. And because of that, we, we're we forced to pay attention... Well, the shots are also... The cuts are super obvious. We're forced to pay attention to <laughs> <laughs> the distance of these trenches compared to like the tiny distance of land that they're fighting for. You know what I'm saying? I think
1: a, go- a good war movie for me... This is off topic. Yeah, A okay. good war movie for me is Saving Private Ryan. Which I haven't seen.
0: I haven't but, seen any good war. But movies.
1: that's like peak war films because even the, and I know you always say, oh well, if the concept's good, then it's going it to sell. <laughs> but the concept <laughs> is very good. The concept is is that there was some sort of law or rule in uh-huh. in in the U.S. military where if you were the last person in your family with the last name, they got you out of the war because you you're the only person to carry on the family name, and all of Private Ryan's family members. Like his brothers had died, so he's the last one left. So they have to go into D Day to pull him out, and it's saving Private Ryan because he's the last one. Mm. Which is, a, I mean, come on, that's a good concept, isn't yes. it? <laughs> it's a very good but concept. the execution is good too, yes, right? Yes, just because it's a good concept, like split is a good concept.
0: The execution right. is not that great, <laughs> right? You know, anyway, here signs, shut up. I felt like the long the takes village. were shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the village for the for the record. I feel like the long shots here were awesome because when you're in like these weird sexual situations, there is no cutting away. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, like yes. In real life. That's what I'm talking about. What do you think of like when they're just in the car? I mean. I like that too. Like, like the conversation at the end. What did you say? It was like a seven-minute shot when they were just sitting around yes, the table in, talking.
1: Yeah, in, in, well, in that, in that, uh, like, what was it call like a some sort okay, of restaurant? Like some
0: hut. It was yeah. Like on the island, it was really cool. Yeah. Um But I like it there too, even because it just makes everything feel more natural. It's also me. very
1: impressive, like the acting and the camera movements yeah. and everything. Like, it's not just, let's just do this. You know, like it's like it's like let's do this right. Right. Which I feel like a lot of these long takes, especially in student films, are just like, let's just do this. Just to do it.
0: Dude, you're definitely calling out the film that I just made. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not calling you out. I'm, I'm,
1: but I'm saying, you know what I'm talking about. No, like, I, I definitely do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I, like, I know another student film cliche is narration. Mm-hmm. Because it's easier to tell a story through narration than actually having to write it in to right. the story. Yeah. But it works in this situation because the narration is so unique.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And because of what it's saying against the story we're mm-hmm. being told. Did you like which which was better of the two? Actors? Yes. I think they're right on par with each other. But like
1: which which one did you did you enjoy more as a character?
0: I don't know. I mean, over time they really kind of blended into each other. Mm-hmm. You know? But is I think that, is that bad right. writing or is it No, I, I think I think that you needed the two of them. I, I don't think it could have just been one. Because you need the their relationship and then you their also relationship. Need, Oh, their relationship. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. Yes. The kiss. So what do you think about the kiss? I didn't like it. Spoiler alert. They, they kiss. I didn't like it. I don't think it was supposed to be a gay moment. I think, be, I think it was.
1: I think that... I think it was supposed to be a gay moment. But
0: I think that it's like a buildup. Like like I was saying earlier, over the course of the movie, we see that they are a lot more caring for each other than they'll let on. Mm-hmm. And them being drunk and all their inhibitions are gone, you know that kiss is like the ultimate, like that's as tender as they will ever dare to get. I didn't take it like that at all. I understand why you wouldn't, especially with the ending, it's very like- To me, I didn't understand it because they never
1: do anything with it afterwards. Like, so why even put it in there?
0: Because it shows like the, the true nature of their relationship. Like they do care about each other. So then it's gay. But it. But it's not- Yes, it is. That doesn't make it gay, dude. It's not gay if you kiss. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fellas is it gay to kiss your homies
0: <laughs> well the ending the ending really conflicts it because i really can't tell if it's something that they're haunted by or if it's something that their the a cup of is coffee over yeah like their final yeah i didn't like that at all well one of the things is they say oh by the way that girl she died yeah but it's a little like wait what i i'll agree with you there but the fact that they reveal that she had cancer the whole time i think it goes back and adds additional context to the I, whole trip. I don't think we needed that context. I think it could have just
1: been, like, she's done with her husband who's just treating her like shit and, like, you know, just doesn't care and cheats on her all the time. Like... I guess so, but I think that... That's how I took it.
0: I think that her dying makes it more of just, like, a, a sexual adventure for her and elevates it to something like... But what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just felt like the gay kiss either do something with it or just
1: don't have it. Like they didn't really address it or talk about it or say. But maybe the fact
0: that they didn't afterwards is, I don't know. I think it's gay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's gay because they're making up for
1: their masculinity by being like, we're we're gonna have sex with all these girls and, and, and all this stuff. But then like at the end of the day, they have feelings for each other, like intimate feelings for each other. And then maybe afterwards they
0: can't face that with each other.
1: Yes, yeah, that's how I take. That's why he throws up and things like that. Like, like they're so in this intimate moment that they're letting their intimacy out towards each other.
0: Gotcha. That's
1: how I interpreted it. That's pretty good. But because they never really bring it up or address it again, it really
0: could be anything. Yeah. Like you know, I and you don't like that, but I do. I like that it's pretty ambiguous at the end.
1: I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying I'm not a fan of it, you know?
0: I like it because it it really... Like I was saying before... Like, what is Kieran
1: trying to say? That's what I'm trying to, kind of confused about. I'm like, are you saying that these two people had feelings for each other? Or are you saying that...
0: Like, what are you saying? Well, the strange thing about it is, like I was saying earlier... Like, that he wrote it with his brother? I n- thought that was true. Not- <laughs> that is strange. That is a little strange, yeah. But the fact that this is a... <laughs> the fact that this is a coming-of-age film... And by the end of it, we, we're not really sure to the extent of them growing up. You know what I'm saying? We're not really sure how grown up they become uh-huh. after this road trip adventure. Right. I think that that's what Karan is saying is like, it's not like you go on one dirty and then you're an adult. Do you have a favorite scene? Um, I really love when they reach the beach. I mean, it's a really happy moment and it's really nice.
1: I don't think I have a favorite scene.
0: No, but that doesn't mean that. Oh, the semen in, in the
1: pool. Oh the
0: yeah, <laughs> that, which was I, I looked it up. It's it's
1: shampoo. They just the semen. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So what happened is, <laughs> do you want to explain this scene? I would
0: rather not, <laughs> but you can. Okay.
1: <laughs> so there, this is before that they they kiss, way before in the like in the first act of the film. Yeah. There, there's there's a theme of swimming in this film for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what it symbolizes. firm swims. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But they're, they're <laughs> on these diving boards like 10 feet apart and they're both masturbating. And, and encouraging one another. Yes. You know, <laughs> and then maybe we should have seen it coming because. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and um, they come. Yeah. Can I say come? Yeah, you can, you can say come. You're <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Since you're censoring me so much. They come and then there's a shot of the pool and it's just sperm that just hits the pool. And it's, it's kind of goofy. Like, t- yeah. I laughed. I, I don't think it's supposed to be. No, 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 no. I think it was. No, I don't think it's supposed to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's supposed to be, like, artistic. Well, either way, it was goofy. <laughs> I laughed really hard. <laughs> and on that note, um, we've reached the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I really did enjoy it. I think it was different than other coming of age films that I've watched yeah it's not in your face and it's a good road trip movie too Although, yeah which
1: we didn't even know was gonna be there. right exactly yeah, yeah. I, I really liked them showing like Mexican culture
0: yeah it's nice yeah
1: it is nice it's beautiful the land too
0: yeah yeah. It's, it's a different story and it was really kind of refreshing
1: mm-hmm.
0: alright so I'll see you next week